Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And you are listening to episode 110, 110 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And so as you listen today, just make sure that you invite your friends, family, uh, enemies, whoever you want to, Facebook, Twitter, text them, whatever it takes. And uh, also challenge you to make sure you're subscribed to the podcast as well so you get, when it comes out, you know it and you can start listening. Um, it is you that help us stretch our reach. So please get out there and get the word going. We're back. We are back. We're back. And I hope everybody enjoyed going back yeah. and doing, doing some memory stuff. I actually enjoyed going so back. You listened to the best of podcast. Yes. The best of, but were they really I've, the best? <laughs> we've, we've improved. That's all I know to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah, yeah we've yeah. improved. Like so. one of those was like way back, like one yeah. of the first episodes yeah. we ever did. And yeah. Yeah. I just feel like we you know, it's much more fluid now. It's yeah. easier to do. We've talked a lot since then. Yeah. Many, many words have gone many out. Words you know, the Bible out. says that in many words there is sin. So somewhere in all that, there must have been right. sin. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I was going to New uh, Orleans and you were here, weren't you? you I was here. Anywhere. I was here. I didn't go anywhere. I had gotten back from vacation. Anyway, with all that going yeah, on, yeah, it was yeah, just so hard to, to New, get together. It was. I went to New Orleans and I got back and I was here for a couple of days, did some work, and then took the boys, well, a group of us dads, took our sons. Yeah, to that looked like a Ridgecrest. blast. We were supposed I, to go to Camp McCall, but they changed plans because of COVID. We went somewhere else. It was fun. We had a good time. I was jealous. You should have been. I was jealous. You should have been very jealous. It was great. I remember those days when I do that with my boys. Yeah, those days are long gone. It was good. Man, it's something about going to the mountains, man. It's it is awesome, isn't it? Something about going to the mountains. Ridgecrest is awesome. It's in a great itself. place. It yeah. was, man, it was just great. It was when we got up in the morning, it was like 60 degrees. <sighs> it felt like. December. Uh, and December in Charleston. December in Charleston. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was really, really nice. We had a good time. Lots of fun. And then we come back and the world's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's been awful. Oh, we Some really do need it. I mean, in all seriousness, just praying for what's going on in the Middle East and mm. Afghanistan. That is, that is a mess of a situation. And the mess is, is that, you know, and we know this is going to happen. The persecution the Christians are going to go yeah, through is just going to be horrendous. Absolutely. So just praying for those believers, praying for people in general. Just some of the images we're seeing come out yeah. from there are just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It breaks your heart. It does. When, when you Stacey look at that, I, you know, you know, we live in a broken world. Yeah, I mean. we, we went to bed last night just sad because we were watching. Maybe yeah. We probably shouldn't have watched so much news last night, but I was engrossed. I wanted sure. to see what was going on and hear the different perspectives. And it, it really just is heartbreaking. Just I can't remember going to bed that sad in a long time, just mm. over something like that. You know, I mean, mm. any rate, crazy times need to be praying. Well, a good segue to this would be difficult jobs. <laughs> well, so, I guess I don't know if there's a segue uh, at all to this, but we, here we go. What we're talking about is difficult yeah, jobs. Yeah. Um, you and I have said many times how much we love our jobs and, yeah. and we do. I, I always say, this is what I feel like I was created to do. Yeah. Um, but you know, Truth be told, um, everybody doesn't feel that way about where they're working. Yeah, and, and even um, if you have a great job that you love, there are difficult days on that job. Of course there are. There's and no we, job that's perfect. And we would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, most of our days are, are good. Yeah, but there's some but, bad I mean, ones But I mean, there are some there. tough ones that Absolutely. we don't want to go through, but you end up going through anyway. Yeah, and you think about it, Trey. I mean, we, you know, if you are in some kind of vocation, a career, whatever that might be, you spend a lot of time at your job. Mm. 
40, 50, some, some people, you know, listen to this episode and work 60, 70 hours a week. Sure. Sure they do. And if you're I've in a job, there. yeah, if you're in a job you don't like, that's a lot of hours to be in a place where you're miserable. Mm-hmm. You ever had a really bad job that you didn't like? Oh yeah. Yeah. I did. And I, I did it. It was actually probably twice, two different times. Yeah. One time I was a mature believer. One time I was about as immature as you could be. Yeah. So yeah. one time I was just misery. The other time I used it as an opportunity, yeah. you know, and still hard. I mean, it didn't yeah. make it like, this is not an easy, this is not a great job now. It never yeah. changed into a great job. It's just, it was hard. Yeah. And you so, know, I can honestly say that I've never had a job I didn't like. I was wondering, I was going to ask you that question. So I mean, you've already was, answered it. Yeah. I was thinking back as I was, you know, preparing for today and I, I just can't think of a job I've had that I didn't like. I mean, I, I'm the kind of that odd guy that, you know, the only career I've had has been ministry. Mm-hmm. So I've always enjoyed ministry. And before that you did piano did gigs piano and all kinds of things. Yeah. I, I didn't really work any kind of mm-hmm. real job, if you will. I mean, I worked, I played piano and taught piano mm-hmm. and things like that. And so I've always enjoyed that. So I've never been like in a job that I just, that I didn't like. So mine always had to do, God bless my uncle and my father with construction. He was oh. always in construction and I'm just not, I mean, I've, I've done hands-on work all my life, but it's just not like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I did it and yeah. I can do it. It's just not my thing. And yeah, uh, I've, I've worked with some guys on like rebuilding ramps and all that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. But th- I'm just saying that, that, that's, that's tough work. It is hard. You got to use rulers and measure right and get everything precise. Ah, I ain't my thing, man. Measure, you measure twice, cut once. I learned measure that twice, early on. Yeah. Don't cut your finger off. I mean, it's, it's, Which it's I a, did once. So anyway, yeah, yeah. with a power saw, no less. You cut your finger off? Well, right down the middle of my thumb, but yeah. Oh, that's painful. It was painful, oh, brother. Mm-hmm. And it was 17 degrees when it happened. So it was, uh, whew, it was rough. The blood froze. Oh yeah. It was that kind of a deal. But, all right. We got to get on talking about right. stuff here. So anyway, as followers of Christ, then we have to ask the question, how are we able to live out our faith if we are stuck yeah. in a job we really don't yeah. like? Yeah. So how do we, how do we do, what do we do when we're stuck in a job that we don't like? So, so let me just kind of help us because I, I'm assuming that most people listening to this mm-hmm. episode are followers of Jesus and, and just understanding that, that, uh, your faith should inform how you work. Right. And so we typically <clears throat> approach our jobs one of three ways when it comes to integrating our faith that works. So let's start there. Then we'll back up and, and work through some things. Sure. Uh, one, some of us tend to be compartmentalizers. What I mean by that oh, is yeah. that, you know, you, you have your church life, you have your home life and you have your job life mm-hmm. and everything's different. Yeah. You know, and we know lots of people like that. I mean, I, I think we can all fall in the trap of compartmentalizing. Like mm-hmm. this is my church life. This is my home life. And this is my job mm-hmm. life. Some of us are what I would call onlookers that we know that our faith should inform everything we do in life. It should inform, you know, how we live at church. It should inform how we live at home. It should inform how we live at our jobs. But even though we know that, Mm -hmm. we really don't do it, right? So so we know at work, well, I should be, you know, an influence on other people. I should do this or I should do that to reflect Christ in the workplace. But we we just kind of on look, if you will, we, mm-hmm. we know it, we're aware, but we just, for whatever reason, don't. And then, and then, and, and this is especially helpful if you're stuck in a job you don't like. Some of us have grown in our faith enough to actually integrate our faith into all areas of life. Yeah. And when you begin to learn how to integrate your faith in all areas of life, uh, in your, you know, your church life, in your home life, in your vocational life, then it really does start to make a difference. And all of a sudden when you're beginning to integrate your faith 
into your job, it really does help you mm-hmm. to make the most of a job, even if it's a job you don't like. And so, so learning how to integrate our faith into every area of our lives, including our vocations, is just hugely important. So, so, mm-hmm. so with that said, we've got what six six ways um, we can. Uh, or six things we can do if we're stuck in a job that we don't like. Sure. Six kind of actions, if you will, that we can take if we're stuck right. in a job we don't like. So well, let's, 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 let's roll. Let's get rolling. Uh, number one, know that your identity is in Jesus and not in your job. And that's a big one. That is huge, especially for us as men. Mm-hmm. Right, Trey? Because when, when you and I meet another man, you we know, immediately that, ask. That's always what you do for a living, one of the man. top three questions we ask right away. And we what, use that word, what you do for a living. What you do for a living. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah, but we say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you know, we, we take a lot of pride mm-hmm. in our occupation. Mm-hmm. And, and in a lot of ways, it does become our identity. You know, when, when people, um, for, for me, for example, when people um, call my name, oftentimes mm-hmm. they, they say, hey, Pastor yes. Tommy. Yeah. Right? Or if I'm at CSU and I'm teaching my class, they say, hey, Dr. Mm-hmm. Matter. They, mm-hmm. they they put that that title in front of it, and that title associates me with my career, either as a pastor or as a professor. Mm-hmm. And so so that's part of my identity, mm-hmm. Pastor Tommy or Dr. Matter. Yes, right? it is. And so so you know, we, we kind of become known as what we do by what we do rather than, uh, you know, who we are in Jesus. And mm-hmm. so just that reminder, especially if we're stuck in a job we don't like, your job isn't ultimately what defines you. You're not defined by your career. You're you not know, defined by your work. You're defined by Jesus Christ himself. And one of the hardest things about this is like you just said, it is not just you identifying. People identify you that way. Uh, having been a pastor in small churches, mission churches, large churches, growing churches, stagnant churches, all those things, you know, you know, as a pastor, when you are growing and you're doing the right things, yeah. lots of people call you, lots of people want your information, lots of people want to know your opinion, all yeah. these yeah, things, yeah, yeah, yeah. but immediately you get into a situation and I've been in all of them yeah. where you're not quite that pastor. You're not the rock star of the day yeah. and you don't get the phone calls and yeah. nobody yeah. wants you to come yeah. to the church. You haven't changed a bit, you know, right, right. and you're going, why all of a sudden? And yeah. it's, you know, it's interesting. So what I'm saying is the hard part for us as, as humans is that not only is it us identifying other people identify right. us and, I, it, and it exacerbates mm-hmm. it or makes it even more so. Yeah. So a case in point, before we record this podcast this morning, I was over at one of our local schools mm-hmm. praying for teachers. When I walked in the door, they all said, Hey, pastor Tommy, mm-hmm. well, none of them go to my church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're not really their pastor. I'm not their pastor. I mean, hopefully they have a pastor, but it's not me. But Mm -hmm. but again, they identify me as the pastor of this church. I'm Pastor Tommy to them, which Mm -hmm. is fine. I I appreciate that. I'm I'm glad they you know respect that that title. I I guess. I mean, that's all good. But but all that to say, like we're saying, there there is a temptation to Mm -hmm. find our identity in our work that our work defines us. And, and that's just not the case. What Mm -hmm. we should be doing is finding our identity in Jesus. At the end of the day, who we are is not what we do. Who we are, right. Mm. Is child of God saved by Jesus, given a a new name, a new purpose, a new mission. And just remembering, man, even if you're stuck in a job, you don't like your job doesn't define you. Who you are is a child of God. And man, he has a purpose and a mission for your life and he loves you. So, so just understanding that. 
All right. So not only is it about knowing our identity is in Jesus, it's also number two, know that God doesn't waste any opportunity. Yeah. So you might be stuck in a job you don't like and you're thinking, what a waste. What a waste of my time. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. A waste right? of my life. What a waste of my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a waste of my skills. I could be doing so much more. What a waste of whatever. Mm-hmm. But understanding that in God's economy, nothing's a waste. Mm. Where, right. God knows. Not only does God knows, God is writing the story of your life. Where you are right now, even if it's a job you don't like, you are not there by accident. Mm-hmm. It might not be the place that you want to be, and it's likely not the place you're going to be for the rest of your life. But right now, in this season, you've got to trust mm-hmm. every day when you get up. Okay, this is not where I want to be, but God's not wasting this. I am right where he wants me to be for, for his purpose, and i got to seek out what his purpose is for me in this job that I'm at right now, even if it's not the job I want to be in. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about when I was um, pastoring in Franklin, Louisiana, I've told this story a million times. Uh, Before I was in Franklin, you know, I was a a worship leader. I had a a choir that I led every week. I mean, it was back in the old days when we had choirs and all Mm -hmm. those kind of things. And so I remember in my choir at my church that I had, I had had 50 people in my choir. I thought it was a big deal. Yeah. And so then I went to pastor that church in Franklin, and I had 25 people in my church. Wow. I had 50 people in my choir and then went and pastored the church and had less people in my church than I had in my choir. It's tough. But yeah, it's wild, <laughs> right? And like, man, this, this is this is what I got. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and, and so, you know, as a young man, you know, the temptation was to become very prideful and say, I deserve better. This is mm. a waste for me to move out here to pastor 25 people. But God had a purpose in that. Of course God he did. Yeah. sent me there for a reason. And man, that that became just a, you know, a couple of years of of growth that I desperately needed in my life as a minister. And so mm-hmm. so all that to say, God does not waste anything. Amen. You might feel like it's a waste, but it's not. Dr. Blackaby says this way, Henry Blackaby, those of you that have done Experiencing God maybe or may not know that name, but he's the one that wrote Experiencing God. Uh, he has done a huge uh, effort to get Christ into the workplace. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he has said is that when you go into your workplace, whether you like your job, don't like your job, doesn't really matter. This is the area of the kingdom of God that he has given you responsibility yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And so when you start, and that's kind of how I felt when I was in that difficult job, I said, well, this is the responsibility. I'm going to be the light in this darkness. Yeah, yeah. And I really, I mean, there were other believers there, but I mean, it, you had to say, okay, this is where I'm going to say, how can I affect the kingdom of God where I am today? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's that's how you keep on moving. Yeah. So that's how God you keep on moving. God does not waste time. God does Amen. not waste opportunity. Amen. Just keeping that in the foresight. Number three. Know that your faithfulness to Jesus is more important than a successful yeah. career. Your faithfulness to Jesus is far more important than a successful career. Mm. Now, we all want a successful career. And that's not we? the American way. That's not the American dream. Yeah. You know, yeah. but. Because we all do. I mean, the American dream is be successful in your career. Climb mm-hmm. the ladder, you know, make the money. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. But here's reality. Um, when you stand before Jesus Christ someday, he's not going to look at you and ask you, how many promotions did you get? Mm. Right. How many awards did you receive on the job? Did you make all the sales? Mm. You know, he, he's not going to ask those things. What Jesus is concerned about far more than your successfulness on your career is your faithfulness mm-hmm. in all areas of your life. Your faithfulness to him on your job, your faithfulness to him in your family, your faithfulness to him as you live day in and day out on mission for the kingdom. Jesus is after your heart, your your faithful heart towards him far more than he's after a successful career. And oh so boy, yes. just keeping that in mind, right? That as you go to that job every day, even if it's that job you don't like, you know, the goal 
isn't career advancement. It's not the ultimate goal. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you certainly make some career advancement goals, but that a career advancement isn't the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal is always faithfulness to Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's always living on mission and being that person that he's called you to be, right? Wherever you are, you know, this is your time to shine. Yeah. This is it. This is where God has placed you. And uh, it's not that career, although you think it is. It's about Jesus. Yeah, and just, just remembering in the midst of that, you know, faithfulness is more important than successfulness. And so so how you live your life, mm-hmm. now listen to this, because some of us aren't going to believe this, how you live your life is far more important than what you do with your life. Wow, that's, right? that's isn't that, big. Isn't that true, though? Yeah, that's true. How you true. live your life is far more important than what you do with your life. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced that the, when you get the how correct, when you live your life in a way that's faithful to Jesus, then you're going to do the right things with Amen. your life. That's right. Right? So the how eventually affects the what. Mm. How you live your life will affect what you do with your life, how you interact with people at work and all those kinds of things. So so just keeping that in mind, that, that faithfulness is p- far more important than successfulness. Sure. And just because you're faithful to Jesus doesn't mean that your boss is going to appreciate it. Absolutely. You might you might get some persecution for that. <laughs> exactly. But again, you don't answer to your boss ultimately. Yeah, you don't answer to your boss to get a paycheck. I get yeah, that. So you, yeah. need to, you, know, you need to get your paycheck so you can support your family and pay your bills. I get all that. Certainly, certainly. But, but, you know, at the same time, just know that, you know, ultimately you answer to Jesus. And even your coworkers at times will run you down, you know, yeah. and, and say things like, you know, our term back in my day was Jesus freak. Um, you know, yeah. he's a Jesus freak, that type thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just have to say, well, you know, uh, I'll take that as a badge of honor, yeah. you know, instead yeah. of them looking down their noses at me for who I am. So we got to keep moving forward as far as, you know, be faithful to Jesus. That's right. That's Amen. Right. That's right. All right. Number four, uh, know that you can be, and I love this one, know that you can be an ambassador for Jesus, no matter how much you dislike your job. Yeah. Whatever yeah. job you find yourself in. That's it. That's what we're called to be. You're called to be an ambassador. Amen. Jesus. Now that, that, that doesn't mean necessarily that when you go to work every day, you shove Jesus down people's throats. Sure. In fact, if you do that every day, you might end up losing your job. Mm-hmm. And so it's being wise in the way that you live mm-hmm. for Jesus on your job. But every one of us, when we go to work every day, even if it's a job we don't like, we can bear the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. We can show love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, gentleness, right? We can, we can do that. We can be an encouragement and a blessing. We can put the needs of others above our own. And all those things that you do, just living out the character of Christ in in your job, that is being an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And that can open up some opportunities for you to to have some heart conversations, some gospel conversations. Sure, it does. It that, does every time. Goal. And so, you, again, it's, it's like you were saying earlier, Trey, is that 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 wherever you go, you are representing the king. You are, mm-hmm. and this, this is a sphere of influence that he's given you. And, and, and here's why I know, right? I, I haven't, I mean, all the jobs I've worked, I've liked, but, but here's why I know that, that every job you have, you're going to interact with people. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and every job is relational. Mm-hmm. You're building relationships in your career, whatever the case may be. And, and, and leveraging that job for the sake of the kingdom is hugely important. Again, it, it goes back to that, that idea of knowing that your identity is in Jesus, not your career. Mm-hmm. And when you know your identity is in Jesus, then you can live for Jesus and be that ambassador for him in the workplace. And that's difficult. That's really difficult when you're in a job you don't like, because all you're thinking is, I just need to get through the day. Mm-hmm. So quit thinking about you know, your need to get through the day and start thinking about the people that God has placed around you, people that, that uh, he has strategically put in your life for you to minister to and be a blessing to. You know, I think part of being a representative for Christ is 
giving what we have to our job. In other words, while we're there, they're paying us to be there. And you give the American way was always, you know, I'm going to give a a good day's work for a a paycheck, you know, but it's a good day's work. It's not trying to figure out ways I don't have to work. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, I I know I read a lot of memes and everything, but you know, all the memes these days are about how to get out of work, how to get, you know, you know, do this. And, you know, it's just, uh, it's very frustrating because, you know, their goals are pretty much if you work a 40 hour job to, to, to make sure it's only about 20 that you're yeah, working, yeah, yeah. you're doing other stuff yeah. otherwise. And yeah. so, you know, we've got to be very careful because our bosses are looking, yeah. our coworkers are looking yeah. and what I don't want to happen in my life or never did is for someone to say, if that's what a Christian is, I don't want it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, and that goes right into the next point, right? Mm-hmm. Know that hard work glorifies God exactly. and paves the way for fulfilling Amen. work. That's it. So I think maybe one of the best examples from scripture is the life of Joseph. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's you think a about good Jesus, or excuse me, Jesus. You think about Joseph and just being a man of integrity and, and not taking his eyes off God and knowing that even when he was in a bad situation, uh, that God was going to use that for his glory. He certainly had reason to hate his job. Yeah. 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 And you know? then, well, he was in prison and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff, but then God, right. God, he did raise him up, him up yeah. to the second in charge in Egypt. And it was because, you know, um, because it well, was because God's will, obviously, but, but Joseph was moldable and Joseph, you know, maintained integrity. And so just, just the idea of, uh, knowing that, you know, being ethical matters, being ethical matters, being, um, you know, a hard worker mm-hmm. matters, all those things will eventually pave the way for fulfilling mm-hmm. work, right? If you're not fulfilling your job, I get it. But the, 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 the bet, when you give your best day in and day out, it is going to pave the way for those promotions, for the case may be, and, and you're, it's going to lead you to fulfilling work. I read an interesting article this week, Trey, about how during COVID, what happened was you had uh, some people, uh, there was a big, I think it was Wall Street Journal, I read this, there, you had some people that, you know, everything was remote. Right. And so what they did is they... Um, we're working two or three full-time jobs. Oh my gracious. I, to make I have yeah, 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 yeah. So what would happen, they would have their, they would have two laptops out mm-hmm. and on one laptop, because you know, they, they were figuring out, you had these guys who are figuring out how to do just enough in one job to get by. So they can also work another job and just kind of double their income. Right. So they didn't give their best to either right. job, but we're doing it just enough to get by in both jobs. So they could double their income. And I thought that was just really wild. They were being very ingenious in a way mm-hmm. of how they were using their time, but at the same time cheating out yeah. both employers and not giving either employer, uh, you know, that, that, that time that they were actually getting paid for. And right? I, and I think that's where the term side hustle came side from. Side hustle. That's exactly you know? right. Yeah, that's exactly right. So at any rate, where you are, give your best and see what God does. Okay. That, I think that's a good word. And then finally, number six, uh, let's, let's go through them again. Know your identities in Jesus. Know that God doesn't waste any opportunity. Know that your faithful Jesus is more important than your career. Uh, know that you can be an ambassador for Jesus. Know that hard work glorifies God. And now work now to develop the talents and abilities that God has given you. Yeah. Never stop growing. Never stop, you know, furthering your education, all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. And you might be in a job you don't like right now, but you can still right now in, in the maybe the free time that you do have, develop some skills and abilities that might help you to move to that next level in your sure. career. Yeah. Or, or Trey, you can, I mean, we, we said side hustle, but some of us need a side hustle. <laughs> we don't want to cheat your employer out of hours. Yeah. But, but find When you're some, not working for yeah, your other employer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got a couple side hustles, if you will. I mean, yeah. I, my full-time gig is is right here at Northwood, and this is what I love, and mm-hmm. I, I give my all here. But, you know, I do teach at CSU. Yeah. I mean, I do teach a little piano on the side, and, mm-hmm. and that gives me some outlets to, to you know, think about my, my um, you know, 
part-time job at CSU, that gives me an outlet to use that those teaching skills that mm-hmm. God has given me. Sure. Uh, teaching a couple of piano students, that gives me an outlet to use those musical abilities that God has given me. And so that helps me to be really fulfilled that I get to use in different ways the different talents that God has given me. And so just finding ways to use those talents is just really important. So developing those skills, using those skills, and, and, and then just trusting that in God's time, in God's way, uh, he's going to put you exactly where he wants you. And, and knowing that even if you're in a job right now that you don't like, it can be fulfilling if you have the right perspective of it. In uh, one, of, one of my earlier jobs, I uh, was forced to be organized, mm-hmm. forced to file, forced to learn Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. Things that I just absolutely abhorred. Yeah. You know, I just didn't like them. But I got to tell you, it has been life skills. Now, isn't it? Life skills that have in hugely impacted yeah, because me. Because I now. think of the role you're in at this church. You and have, that was, you have to they do a paid lot of me now. to learn all that yeah, stuff. Think yeah, about that. Yeah, you know, yeah. so these are the types, it's almost a matter of perspective. Yeah. They're paying you to learn these things. Yeah. Learn them. That's right. Do your best with what you yeah. got, man. You're yeah, going to, yeah. you're going to enjoy them later. That's right. That's right. Well, Pastor, this has been really good. Uh, you got—I know you got somebody out there listening. They're—they're—they're they're, they're really struggling right yeah. now. Something has happened at the job. I, as a matter of fact, I talked to somebody last week that said that they're ready to just give up, quit, yeah. go, move on. And uh, where do they? Where do they go right now? Yeah. Okay, they're—they've had that really tough day. Yeah. Where? Do, where do they go? Don't quit because we all have tough days. Yeah. Right. And and just also understanding too that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Mm. Don't waste the opportunity. God has you there for a purpose. God will let you know when it's time to be released from that particular mm-hmm. assignment. He will let you know when it's time to move on. In the meantime, every day, give your best. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Amen. It's going to be okay. Amen. Pastor, it's been great. This is so practical and I think something that can really help us as we go to work today and go. tomorrow. So uh, work hard. why don't you close us out and get us ready for next week? All right. I do hope today has been helpful for you. I hope it's blessed you and encouraged you. And I hope that if this has been encouragement, that you will go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review that always helps us to get the word about our podcast out. And as always, we hope that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.